Welcome to the Principal's Office Podcast, where we believe that the principal's job is the most interrupted job on the planet, and creating a clear and cohesive plan is the best way to improve your school. I'm your host, Dr. Tom Miller. I'm the founder of Leaders Building Leaders, and it's my goal each week to introduce you to new strategies and initiatives that are improving schools across the country. You're going to learn leadership principles that are going to help you accelerate your growth, build your teams, and execute on those goals so you can exceed those expectations of the communities that you aim to serve. If you want to learn more about what we do, you can go to our website at lbleaders.com. But for right now, enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Well, welcome, everybody. My name is Tom Miller, owner of Leaders Building Leaders. Thanks for giving us your time today. This is part of our weekly school leadership made real simple community. And, and our goal and our purpose every Thursday at one o'clock is to bring you the best experts in the field to help you be a better leader um, and, and to help you not only grow yourself, but grow your teams. And so, you know, reading all of the Facebook posts and, you know, being in our mastermind groups and, and uh, just hearing the challenges from, from other principals right now, right? I mean, you know, besides COVID, we got emotional health and turnover and all these pieces. And some of our leaders, they are, they're leaving the profession, um, you know, because it's just such a, you know, challenging and uh, taxing job being a head of school, being a school leader, being a teacher. Last year, you were all uh, stay-at-home moms and dads and also teachers, right? At the same time, you were, you were teaching your kids and running your schools from your, from your living room, maybe, or your conference room or your offices at your house. So I started to think about, I was like, well, what other professions, what other professions have as much um, breakdown, right? Much human interaction, as much interruption as a school. I was like, oh, hospitals. And I joined this amazing mastermind group of myself. Uh, I think we started rich in like March or so, right? Maybe March or April. And, uh, you know, every two weeks we come together and, and there was this, just this young man who just kept, he just kept, you know, dropping these amazing knowledge and tips and strategies and started talking about his time as a paramedic and, and you know, working with emergency room doctors and nurses. And he's always talking about, you know, delegation and using the most, you know, how do you get the best out of your talents and your own personal strengths and the strengths of your team? And they start talking about Fortune 500 companies. I said, you know what, I need to invite Rich to come speak to our school leaders, because if he can coach and work with um, uh, uh, nurses and doctor teams and emergency room doctors and, and paramedics, I'm pretty sure he can help us. Uh, school leaders understand better how we can use delegation strategies uh, to to live a more empowered life. So um, so Rich Rich has a very amazing background. Twenty five years of um, hospitals, Fortune five hundred. But most importantly, he's a he's a certified uh, coach and trainer and speaker uh, through the John Maxwell team. But he also has a lot of other leadership principles, and um, he's really uh, he's really um, versed in terms of like other thought leaders, because he's always sending us these great little um, videos. And, and I'm reading Atomic Habits uh, because of Rich. He had, he had uh, shared that out. And the first two or three chapters blew me away. So, so Rich, I want to introduce you to our, to our community of 
of school leaders and directors and uh, uh, you know there might be some uh, teachers even on here or maybe even some uh, business owners so um, so rich thanks thanks for being a, a colleague and a resource um, and an expert a leading expert I believe in the field of getting the most out of out of your time uh, the uh, the only 24 hours we all get a day rich because I know you're not in the same uh, time zone as us but uh, you have 24 hours and I got 24 hours, right? But you're getting more out of your 24 hours than I am. So I need to, I, I'm just excited to learn from you. So go ahead, Rich, you, you've got the floor and, and welcome to our community. Great, thank you. How's my sound? Is it loud enough, clear enough? Fantastic. Perfect. If all things go well, my dog won't bark at all. <laughs> so first of all, thank you, Tom, for inviting me. Uh, Tom and I have become good friends and at these mastermind sessions that Tom talked about, he himself adds a lot of value. So he didn't talk a lot about himself, but I would say he's added a lot of value and I've grown from his experiences and insights as well. I wanna thank all of you for allowing me an opportunity to speak with you. And I'm gonna share some things with you that, that I have personally tried. So the information that I'm sharing with you is not just theory, I'm actually a practitioner. I've tried it and I can assure you that I have made every mistake up until this point that got me to use this system. It's a system that I modified over time. I honestly don't remember where I got it from. I did read it somewhere many, many years ago, but I have been using it. And so I'm, that's what I'm gonna share with you. Um, let me start sharing my screen. And, and, and listen, when Rich says he doesn't know where he got it from, it's, it's, I'm telling you, he reads more and learns more and practices more when you just think about like, you know, Rich, when I was preparing for this and I was, you know, sending out messages, you know, to other people, I was like, well, I've been in those shoes. But to think about the level of an emergency room doctor, right? Coaching an emergency room doctor and, you know, working with them being like, you know, like every, you know, when we mess up as a principal, right? You know, kids are impacted, adults are impacted. When doctors mess up, lives are lost, right? It's a whole, you know, different level of, you know, stress. And I was trying to just, you know, think through like, what, I can't even imagine what's that like. So I can't wait to hear these, hear these strategies. So, you know, go yeah. No, it does, it's, a, it's a good thing to consider because we all work in an area where your mistakes can cause lives immediately or eventually. And so I worked, when I worked in the emergency room, I had worked there for 25 years. My mistakes, our mistakes can literally cause a life at that moment or over time. And so where I work right now at Pfizer, it's a, I'm not sure you've ever heard of the company Pfizer, but where I work, our mistakes are bigger than dollars. Of course, if we make a mistake, it could cost millions, hundreds of millions or billions of dollars. But more importantly, it can cost many, many lives, hundreds of lives, thousands of lives. So we wanna make sure that we get it right. Um, I work in a, an extremely highly regulated environment. So I have to work with some lots of extreme boundaries. So it makes it a lot more difficult for us to be as efficient as we can, but yet we manage to put products out there that are safe and we manage to make sure that we can develop efficiencies. And again, and again this is one of the things that I'm gonna share with you. It's not all the things that I have in terms of things that have made me successful in terms of being efficient, but this is one that I think for me has been a, a deal, uh, a game changer. And so I'll start off with the first slide. And one of the things that I, that I always uh, mention to anyone 
um, if they're following one of my programs or one of my sessions is number one, do not take anything that I say and assume that's absolutely true. Not that I'm going to lie to you, but don't automatically accept it. Don't automatically reject it. Just ask yourself, is this possible? If I give this material a fair chance, a fair try, is it possible to work for me? And if you approach it with that mindset, I can guarantee you the answer is going to be yes. So I'm just reminding us is that we're like a, your mind is like a fertile soil. It will grow whatever thoughts you plant. So if right from the outset you say this is not true, it's not going to work for me, that becomes the absolute truth. If you say, I'm going to give this a fair shot, I'm going to try it. Uh, Rich has used this in an emergency room. He's used this in manufacturing of medical devices. He's used this in manufacturing of drugs and biologics. He uses in multiple uh, continents, multiple countries, multiple ages, genders. It doesn't matter. I've used it everywhere that I've traveled around the world multiple times. And this is something that I still use today because it works for me. And so one of the reasons, you know, that, that I signed up and agreed to do this with Tom, it sounds like we share a kind of similar passion in terms of vision and mission, which is we believe that we can make a world a better place to better leaders. And all of you, no exception, are leaders. And so I want you to imagine for a moment a typical Monday morning or Friday afternoon or some important deadline something that's due and based on your past experience you probably had the the situation where you know i was pretty sure that i gave francis the instructions and i thought she understood i was pretty sure that when i when i spoke to natalie she knew what exactly what was at stake what had to be done how it had to be done and had she had any problems she would have come to me now here it is monday morning this is due Friday afternoon, you're getting ready to go on vacation. You're getting ready to go on holiday. And all of a sudden you realize it didn't get done. It didn't get done entirely. It didn't get done a critical component. Now you're not gonna meet your deadline. And so I want you to think about one of the first things that happened is you'll go through that moment of thinking they should have known. It's certainly not my fault because I was pretty clear in terms of my communication and my expectations. And so you have to ask yourself, well, what's at risk? What's at risk the first time and what's at risk when it happens more than once? What's actually at risk is your reputation, the trust, the opportunity for a raise, a promotion, because your colleagues, your peers, your bosses are gonna look at you and they're gonna start questioning you. The next time there's another big assignment, a big opportunity, do I wanna go to Rich? Do I wanna go to someone else? You're setting a reputation and sometimes people don't forget your mistakes most of the time so it could be five years ago when you made that mistake and people still remember so that's a typical scenario without the system another way of looking at it if you give the system a fair chance is the odds are going to improve increase substantially so you might have any of those situations and people are going to come in and say wow tom fantastic job people may literally and i've had this happen to me clap when you walk in the room because of something that you've done. Um, people are asking you, well, Barbara, how is it that you're getting all of these things done in, in what apparently seems to, me to be the same amount of hours as everybody else? You're getting more done. You don't seem like you're under stress. You seem happy overall. And so this is what this system can help you 
achieve or move toward if you do it the right way. So what's the opportunity? The opportunity is imagine you get more done in less amount of time, less headaches, less stress, more time with your family. You're more productive than, than you've ever been before. So again, that's what it's done for me. So it's not a miracle cure. It's not a miracle drug. It's just a simple system in terms of what I started off with were my assumptions. It's not me. It's them. It's not my fault. It's their fault. My communication was clear. Their understanding was not. And so the next few slides over here, and I'm going to see if I can move this. Um, I'm having a little bit of a hard time moving the all right, there you go. Okay, so the the first. Go back. All right, so there are five levels. So imagine there, there are five levels and there are five steps. So level number one basically is going to be um, you want to establish a common language. And so let's say, for example, I, I have to ask Jeff for a report. Basically, I'm going to say, hey, Jeff, I need this report. Now you have to cover some of the criteria. Is the report over a year, over a quarter? Do you want it broken down by school, by zip code, by anything? You have to be somewhat specific, but just say, hey, Jeff, I just need this report. Uh, don't deviate, just please bring me back the report. That's level number one delegation. And so what I do with this tool, if I were any of you and you were thinking to give it a shot, I would literally print it out and sit with the group and just walk them through what the tools are. When I use this, and I don't need to use it all the time, but when I do use it, or when I do, I do need to use it, all I do is just pull it out, and I may send Natalie an email and just saying, hey, I'm just giving you level three delegation, here's what they are, so she understands what it is. This avoids many headaches, because imagine all of a sudden Tom's my boss, Tom calls me up and says, I need that report in the next hour, now, I'm not the person who actually has access to the system. Kelly has access to the system. So I may say, hey, Kelly, Tom just called, giving you level one delegation on this. Can you get the report? This way, Kelly does not think, well, Rich is in a bad mood. He didn't even ask, how am I doing today? How's it going? How was my weekend? I don't like when he speaks to me like that. She'll understand he's giving me level one delegations because something is needs, it's a priority, it needs to get done. It's not that he's upset with me, he's just simply needs to get this up. So that's why this is a, a good way using the common language. Level two delegation basically means I'm asking you, go ahead, research the topic and report back to me. We'll discuss what it is that you've researched, but I'm going to make the decision and I'm going to tell you what I think we should be doing. So kind of look at it as you've got this container and right now it's full of whatever liquid, full of your knowledge, full of your experience, full of whatever it is that you're thinking of. In order for me to help develop my team, I have to be willing to pour into them. So this is a lot of pouring into them. This is an investment in your people. This is empowering people. This is making them better. And they're going to trust you because they realize you're not dumping your garbage on me. You're not giving me the worst things. You're actually investing your time so I can get better. You're explaining things to me. And so I, know, I now feel more confident. And people are starting to trust me. So there's a lot in it for the person that you're assigning the tasks to. Level three delegation basically says, hey, these pieces that you have down here, up here. Hold on a second there. <laughs> Sorry, Rich. Okay. So Rich, Rich, I want to, Rich, you know, you are dropping, you dropped a huge, 
uh, gem right there. You know, you had specifically said, right? It was like, you have to be willing, you have to be willing <laughs> to do this, right? And I just actually found myself this morning, Rich, during my, you know, you know, think time was to do that. I started writing down all the things that I do every day that I need to do level one, level two uh, uh, delegation on. And it was so hard for me, but, but then it wasn't hard, right? It seemed hard, but then it wasn't hard. And even if I don't have the person right now to do level one delegation, I now have the plan and the system that I can hand it over when there. So I, hopefully everybody caught those first two. I mean, that was some really good, easy, easy stuff that you could start to do. Um, even if I don't have the person in place, right? Because that's usually like the first thing. I don't trust anybody. I don't have the person. So I love yeah. that. The level three delegation is basically research a topic, outline the options. So what you're doing at this point is you're getting a better feel for the individual in terms of how do they think, how strategic are they, what are their insights, and you're going to have them kind of uh, pitch you the pros and cons. What, are, what would you recommend? What would you would not recommend? Um, and so a person gradually increases their level based on how they performed in the past. Now, one of the things that I want you to take away is that don't assume that just because you've been there for five years or 10 years, that you're always going to get a level five delegation. That starts to happen more, but it's not uncommon for me at my level in the organization advisor to get level one delegation. My boss will call me up and says, hey, Rich, I need you know, every adverse event for, for the, the vaccine, for COVID-19 vaccine that's happened in Asia for this age group. And he doesn't have time to explain to me why, how he's gonna use it, just basically says, I need this step, I need it right away. So level three is give me the pros and give me the cons of each, each option, but tell me what you think you should do. And if I agree with your decision, I will authorize you to move forward. Level four is make a decision and tell me what you did. So basically now I'm also giving you not just a responsibility for doing something, I'm actually empowering you more to go ahead, do something, take an action, do whatever is necessary for you to complete the task. Um, so it says, I trust you to do the research, make the best decision that you can. And so you're making the best decision that you can based on the information at the time. We know that information changes over time. We know that people sometimes get paralyzed because they start what ifing everything to the point where they can't, they get paralyzed. So we're just saying, based on the information that you have, make and based on reasonable foreseeable risk, these are the things that are possible could happen, likely to happen, go ahead and make a decision, uh, and, but just keep me in the loop. So what I don't want to happen is my boss or my boss's boss to call me and say, why was that decision made? Now, it doesn't mean that it won't happen and it hasn't happened and it can't happen. All it means that when I get that phone call, I can say, hey, Jeff and I already talked about this. I gave him the green light to move forward. And so here's the other things that he factored in when he made a decision. And then level five basically is complete autonomy. Go ahead and do whatever it is that you think. Now I want to be very clear. Sometimes people ask about what about responsibility, responsibility, uh, authority, um, and who's, you know, the ultimate, let me just look at one note that I have over here, uh, accountability. I don't, my role does not allow me to entirely relinquish accountability. So even though I've given somebody level five, ultimately I'm still accountable. Ultimately the buck will stop with me and then the buck stops with my boss. So you wanna be mindful just because I've given somebody full access, go ahead, do whatever it is that they can, that's within the context of the task. 
It doesn't mean that all of a sudden Tom can start firing people, hiring people, but he can remove people from the team. He can add people to the team. So my goal as a leader is to make sure that I have done everything to make Tom successful. That's my role. Tom's success is my responsibility. What are the obstacles? How can I help you? I have keys to certain doors that you don't have access to. I'll open the doors. But Tom is responsible for, do, for do, actually doing the work and, and committed, getting it all done. So remember, it's like the way I use this is that I may literally copy it, send an email and just say, hey, Natalie, I'm giving you level four delegation on this. And she'll understand it because it's just a reminder. I sat down with the group in advance. We know what this means. Anybody have any questions? Is it clear? Uh, you're reading their facial expressions. So you know when somebody says, yes, it's clear, but they've got that um, glazed over look in their eyes. It's not clear. So, so again, you're looking at, you know, I'm using this in terms of what are the things that I've done in the past that have resulted in mistakes or disastrous results that I thought was somebody else's fault. And so what I do now is make sure that I'm not speaking down to anyone, but I, but I want them to sincerely know that this is for me to develop you, to me to empower you, to me, for me to help you make, be more successful. And I don't take your credit. You get full credit. If it goes well, you definitely go get full credit. If it doesn't go well, I still accept the responsibility. I don't blame you. It's something that I have to work on more. So that's the first slide. Um, then the next piece, go ahead. Rich, yeah. So, so um, all right. So it sounds like you train your team under those terminology, level one, two, three, four, five. So, because when you delegate it, now they know, right? So not only are you delegating, you're also teaching them how to delegate out. Because what you said there, that no matter the level you're at, you're, you'll be delegated to, and you need to learn how to delegate. I mean, I, I think we forget that when we're heads of schools or we're CEOs, is that, well, my board will drop something on me, but I can't put things on my team because they're already too uh, busy. But part of your job is to build a succession plan for yourself and to help them do the same, right? So, I mean, that's what I hear you saying is that this language, this five-level language can be everybody's common language. It doesn't just have to be my language. It's your language too. Is that right? Am I? That, that's, yeah, that's, that's actually, actually, actually correct. Exactly correct. And remember, it's true, like you said, everyone's busy. Now imagine yourselves getting more done, better effectiveness, better efficiencies with less amount of energy. This helps you get there. This is one of the tools, I have other tools, but this is one of the main ones that I use. So, and now it works if you work. So what I accept, I have over 600 people that direct through my line of, on the organization chart at Pfizer in multiple countries. And so it doesn't matter the, 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 the culture of the country. It doesn't matter the age group. So people say, it's like, oh, all these stories about millennials. I have a huge percent of millennials that are rock stars. This works on anybody. But again, they also understand it's like, like John, I think it's John Wooden who has to quote, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. They know that I'm doing this to help them the opportunities for growth, the opportunities for promotion, the opportunity for visibility are there because of this. So this kind of frees them up. And in turn, I use it on them and they use it on, on their direct reports. So I have like four or five la layers underneath me and they can use it on, uh, on their direct reports. I can tell you, I can immediately tell when 
this is not being used further downstream based on the results. It's instantly recognizable. Now, in order for you to use that first slide, you want to take this into consideration. And so there are five steps in order for you to get there. So step number one is this is like an investment. You have to take the necessary time to teach, train, develop your people. If it's something that's major that needs to be done in a week, and you think that doing a week's preparation, you're way, way, you're behind. Uh, I'm talking about every once a week, once a month, I'm developing and training people in terms of empowerment, empowerment thinking, identifying their limiting beliefs, their limiting thinking, and helping to remove those. And so this is something where it's ongoing. Growth never stops. Goals have an endpoint. Growth does not. So this is about growth. You're helping people grow. Step, so the critical error with the step number one is saying, and we've all done this, you know what? It's actually a lot easier. It's a lot faster for me to do it than to spend the next five hours with Catherine and teach her how to do this, these skills in Excel and how to do pivot tables. That is true. It's easier, it's faster for you to do it, but you're not developing people, you're not empowering people, and eventually you wake up to scenario number one, that Monday morning, that Friday afternoon, just before you leave to holiday, something's due, there's only one of you and no one else can do it, now you pay that price. The second step is pick the right person for the right job. So the critical error here is that you select the wrong person for a task that's too big for them. So for example, you know, I work in a regulated environment. So the FDA does inspections. We have um, Jordan's version of FDA. We have China's version of the FDA. We have Saudi's Arabia of the FDA. Right now we have a team in Milan. We have Italy, Italy's version of the FDA doing inspections. If I try to pick somebody and train them for an inspection two or three months in advance, that's not enough time. So again, you're investing and you're picking the right person. So I'm gonna pick a person who probably has had level three, level four, level five delegation, so I can get them ready for the inspection. Number three is explaining the why. This is critical. They have to understand not the what, or not only the what, but why, why is this important? What does it mean if I make a mistake? What does it mean if I try to develop an efficiency, which might be a shortcut, the wrong critical shortcut somewhere, what, what's the impact? The impact to the business, impact to the patient, impact to the product, impact to the students, impact to the school, the reputation of the school. You have to, they have to understand why this is important. It should be done to a level of excellent and complete. The critical error there is assuming, number one, that they know what's in your head. So again, it's like, this is the mistake that I would make at the beginning. So, well, I thought he or she knew what I meant. Wrong. Or two, even if you communicate what it is that you're communicating, assuming that your words are as clearly as your thoughts. They're not. It's a different neural pathway that you're using. So you just have to make sure, is it clear? So I may say, hey, Kelly, just to, be, to make sure we're on the right same page, can you just repeat in your own words what it is that you heard me say or what you think I said in any question? So again, it's like you're not speaking down to anyone. You're empowering them. You're trying to make them successful. Number four, define the frequency of your touch points. So depending on the criticality of this, it might be something where we're going to just meet something that's due, due at the end of the year. We'll meet once every quarter. It's not a big deal if we miss the timeline, but it's important. 
if it's something that, no, this is critical, this is a lot of money, a lot of lives are at stake, it's important to the school, then it's due in six months, we're gonna meet every month, we're gonna meet every two months, we're gonna meet every week, every fortnight, whatever it is, you're gonna, you have to decide what's the right level of frequency and what you don't want to do, which is what many people do, which is what I used to do, another mistake of mine, is at the very end, I'd come in, now I'm playing detective doing police work, I'm policing the whole activity and say, Tom, why did you do this? Why didn't you do that? Catherine, you missed this, what were you thinking? So it was instant and quick for me to, even if I wasn't trying to blame somebody, you were essentially not only blaming somebody, but you were eliminating any confidence that they had in themselves and in you. So that's gonna hurt you, because now you get a reputation. So if you wanna know about your blind, if you don't know what your blind spots are, this would be one of them. Guess who knows who your blind spots are? Everybody else. Everyone else knows who your, what your blind spots are. And then number five, once you're done, do not micromanage. So again, I know that your way is probably the best way at the moment. I know you've probably perfected a way, but it simply is a way. It's not the way. It's not the only way. So you're delegating the objective. So now this person knows you've invested time. We've communicated. I can tell by the expression, they have a solid understanding of what's expected, how often we're going to meet. Their success is my responsibility. Their failure is my fault, my failure. I'm approaching this. As long as I've done everything to make them successful, then it's on me. If they've taken a shortcut, if they've done something illegal, immoral, unethical, that's a different situation. But now it's step number five. And so I've delegated the objective. This is what, what good looks like. This is what great looks like. This is what the end in sight looks like. This is the end point. Um, now I have to get out of the way. So the critical error here is assuming that your way can't be improved upon. And that's not true. You might think it's true, but an example might be, especially if you have somebody's younger, somebody who's younger, they have access to tools that you may not be aware of. They know how to program, they know how to do things. Um, they have different world experiences than yours that may actually complement the way you've been doing things. So don't automatically dismiss anybody for any reason because you'd be surprised. And most of the time, I find myself with this system pleasantly surprised. I was unpleasantly surprised with the old Rich Arriaga way. The new system makes me a lot better. And then in terms of you're wondering, hey, Rich, when do I actually like give somebody like level five? When do I just hand it over entirely? And so either the for some just rough numbers, 80% or 50%. If it's something that, if you're talking about brain surgery, emergency medicine, then you're not giving it away until you're 100% certain that they can do it the right way. If it's something less critical, life's not, not at stake, but they might be able to afford making a mistake, you may want them to make a mistake because there's certain lessons that you can only learn from the mistake itself, then maybe 80%. If you can do this 80% as well as I can, I hand it over to you. Now, again, I'm monitoring closely. I've got these touch points. So if I see that you're about to drive the car over the cliff, I'm, I'm going to grab the steering wheel. I'm not going to allow you to make that type of mistake. But if I see that you're going to make a mistake, that only the lesson can be learned from that mistake, I'll allow you to make that mistake. I won't allow you to hurt yourself, but I, I encourage failing forward. I want you to make mistakes. I need you to realize that your success is built not only on your success, successes, but your failures. 
that mountain is made up of lots of failures and mistakes. So I, I encourage that. And in some situations, it might be where this is more like a administerial type of task. Uh, it's not that critical. 50% as good as I can do it is good enough for me to hand it over entirely. And so my, my last slide is, this is from the book Atomic Habits. And so this not only applies to habits, but applies to what I'm saying. So if you look at the line over here, you expect normal, but not realistic, that the, their growth is gonna be linear. I put something in, I see a return or a result. I put a lot more, I get a lot more. This is how you expect it to work. It doesn't work this way. So imagine the example of the first slide, the second slide with the seed, you're planting a seed. And so you know when you plant the seed, there is that period where you're sowing and there period where you're reaping. There's a lot, a long time during the sowing period. And so during that sowing period, you're removing the weeds, you're making sure that you're fertilizing, you're making sure that you're raining, that you're getting enough, enough light that's being provided. So it may feel on the surface that nothing's happening, nothing's changes, Rich is not getting it, but that's on the surface. Intellectually know that what you're doing is going to pay off. And in the end, toward the end, all of a sudden there's a breakthrough and that breakthrough results in a couple of things. Number one, you're gonna to continue to grow. You're gonna get opportunities to get a raise, a promotion, your net worth increases. You're gonna feel like I'm very happy. I'm complete, I'm whole, I'm spending time with my family. I'm not spending 60, 70, 80 hours any longer at work. I'm not frustrated anymore. Your people are gonna grow exponentially. They're gonna be happy. They're gonna want more assignments. So this is what happens eventually when you do that level of investment. So in between that, you have this valley of disappointment, the valley of the shadow of death. It feels like you're just putting in, putting in, putting in, and you're not getting anything in return. And again, my experience, this is what's worked for me. This is what I literally do today at Pfizer. I did it at General Electric Healthcare. Um, so again, I've worked all over the world. I've done this with different cultures, different age groups, different sexes. It doesn't matter. It's just one common language that's worked and has helped me be successful um, just by using this one tool. One of several tools, I'm only sharing one, but this is the one that I would say, if there's anything that you want to sincerely give it a shot, give it a try to see that it works, look at the slides again, watch the video again, contact Tom or me, and I, I, I truly believe wholeheartedly that this can be a game changer for you. So that's it for me. Thank you for your time. Uh, any questions? Yeah, so let's, let's um, I'll, I'll let anybody unmute themselves if uh, they want here. And, you know, Rich, I think one of those things, can, can you go back to slide two? Um, and I think right here, um, this, you know, this one here, like I keep on thinking about like this, this right here is where I think I would study, right? Is I would almost assess myself on each of these five levels because, you know, or uh, I'm sorry, go to the next slide. It's the one where you're, um, where you're actually walking through. Well, I guess it's not that. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. Like, where is it that I miss here? Right? So is it that I don't take the time to train people? Is it that I got the, I don't think I had the right people? Like this is, this slide right here, I think is really where, because you gotta, you gotta start to figure out how come I'm not doing this? I, I mean, that's really what it is, right? What's really getting in your way? And, you know, Rich, you know, you and I are really privileged to learn from John Maxwell and other great uh, thought leaders. 
you know, they'll just tell us, you need to get over yourself, <laughs> right? You need to stop worrying about it all because these, these five, uh, you know, these five is appropriate delegation steps. I mean, this is, this is really great, you know, gold here. And a coach like Rich, right, can really help you just kind of unpack that and say, okay, well, what's the real reason why, you know, I don't have enough time? Well, I'm pretty sure you, if we took out your actual schedule, I think we could find time, right? I mean, that's what it's really about. It's being intentional. So um, let's see if there's any questions in the chat for you or if, you know, someone wants to unmute themselves because, you know, I think that's where I know, and I wrote in the chat, Rich, like that's where I know I struggle is that, you know, I, 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 I have to do that math. Well, well, it's too late for me to delegate now. So I might as well just, you know, do it myself. Right. And it's almost like you're self-sabotaging when you do that, right? You know what projects do. Like I got a huge, you know, a conference coming up and we got some programs where I know there's a due date, but I am procrastinating to get to that point, right? So you have to look at your, at what you're doing everybody every day and ask yourselves like, what am I doing that I shouldn't be doing? And who on my team can I start to help? Because, I, you know, I wrote down what he said, Tom's success is my responsibility. So whoever's on your team, you could just write that down right now. Everybody who walks in your office, Tom, well, obviously don't write Tom's name, right? Whoever that person's name is, your success is, you know, my responsibility. So, so if you didn't check it out, so I was on Rich's website and I uh, dropped it in here, right? So, so you go to rich, richperriaga.com. So it's A-R-R-I-A-G-A.com, okay? If you're listening on the podcast and you go there, Rich is a published author. He's worked with, um, you know, leaders from all over the world. He, he, he oversees, I think I heard 600, 600 people across the world, plus he coaches, plus he trains. And I had a question I was thinking about, what, what do you see is the number one barrier to like high level, either CEOs or emergency room doctors? Where do they usually struggle the most when, when it comes to delegation? I, th I think my, my experience has been number one, thinking that it's easier and faster for them to do it. Yeah, right. So no different than every other average human being on the planet. And I'm so glad you said that because that's what I was hoping the answer would be. We're all human. We're all human. And this is, but if you want to be in your top 1%, right, Rich? I mean, that's what I, it would take this, right? It would take that I do have the time. I know I'm going to get more value. Somebody empowered me to be better. It's my job to empower the people around me to be better. Yeah, and that, that step number one, it really is a fact at the moment. It is better for you to do it. It is faster for you to do it. But if you look at the entire five steps, then you want to invest time. So you're not waiting until the moment that this is due to ask someone. And so again, it's like this, some people choose not to follow this. So I have one person who's an individual contributor, fantastic, rock star. But every time we run into a situation where multiple things need to be done, she ends up working weekends, she's working nights because she's not comfortable delegating. Mm. So you have to realize this is an investment in other people. This is an investment in you. And when you're, if, again, if you do it, letter and spirit, when you're done, you're going to find it actually worked. I have more time than ever. I'm more productive than ever before. And, and it just, it's, it's amazing how much time I've managed to get. It's common for people to say, I need more time. 
that's not only the last thing you need, it's the last thing you want. Because if we gave you more time, you're going to fill it up, fill it up with more things. Wow. Rich <laughs> just described my life in like a, like a 30 second soundbite. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like ask, how's this serving me? Right. Do I really want, I don't want to be working side. Like when I quit uh, gambling, it was like, I don't want to feel this way anymore. You almost need to get that way with your, with your work life. Right. I don't want to work Saturdays anymore. I don't. Right. So you just put your foot in the ground, start working through these steps, reach out to rich, right. You know, go to his webpage. He's got, he can help you. He can serve you in many, many different ways. Um, so rich, I'm, you know, we're so blessed that you, you know, you were able to give us, you know, time with all the, you know, folks you serve. So, so again, rich, harriaga.com, A-R-R-I-A-G-A.com. Go there. You can get either one of his books. Can you tell us about, if we got one of your books, what would, what's, where, where uh, would we start? I saw there was two here. Um, and so I see uh, timeless words and, uh, you know, sync. So I, so those, those two just really, really fascinated me. Yeah. So one is just basically a thousand and one quotes that have been inspirational for me, meaningful for me. The second one is this one. Yeah. This one is on personal development. And so it's about either synchronizing. It's, it has a lot to do with your subconscious mind, but you're looking at synchronizing your thoughts with your desire. What do I want? How do I think? Line them up. And you start moving in that direction. You're just being very intentional about where I am, where do I want to go, and here are the steps that you take to get there. I love it. So you can either get his book, you can go to his website. He's got a couple of videos on there that you know, uh, you know, uh, you can watch. Um, but you know, reach out to him um, and 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 learn more because he's a wealth of knowledge. And thank you, Rich, uh, for uh, giving us this time. Great uh, five steps. I'll make sure I send out the uh, PowerPoint. Is that okay, Rich, if they have that, the copy Absolutely. of that? Great. So I'll make sure you got that information. And then, but the most important thing, Rich, is what? To put it into action, right? Don't just go, oh, that was great. I heard this great webinar today. It's to actually schedule time right now, 30 minutes, right? Within the next 24 hours on your calendar, I'm just going to print out Rich's three sheets here and I'm going to self-assess myself and I'm going to start to work just, just on step one. Just what time will I train people and what will I train them how to do? I mean, they could just start right there, right? Yep, yeah. So, Tom, thank you. It's an honor to, to speak to all of you. I, I really have so much respect for the things that you do, the value that you add. You know, I am where you are because of people like I am where I am because of people like you. So thank you so much. Um, and again, if, if you want, just reach out to me. Uh, I'll be more than happy to schedule some time and walk you through this if, if, if that's something that you like to have. Yeah, you can go right on his website and you can click the contact button and you can schedule time. So richhariaga.com. Uh, thanks again, Rich. And thanks for keeping those hospitals in really great shape. We need, we need, we need hospital workers right now to, you know, to be at their best. Just like all of us educators are working to be our best emotionally, physically, and spiritually every day. Um, so let's all work uh, together and get through this. So thanks, everybody. Be blessed and be safe. And uh, make sure you reach out to Rich uh, right now. Just do it. Bye-bye. Hey, leaders. Before you go, I just wanted to remind you about an upcoming event that we have. It's our Live to Lead annual leadership simulcast. This Live to Lead event is going to bring the best thought leaders into your 
conference room into your living room, wherever you want to watch this upcoming session. You're gonna hear from five world-class communicators, leaders, thought leaders, thinking partners, uh, strategists, who, who are impacting and influencing tens of thousands of people around the globe every day. And we're gonna give you a chance to learn from them directly. So go to our website at lbleaders at lbleaders.com that's lbleaders.com and at the very top you're going to see an invitation for you and your team to buy your ticket to live to lead you're going to have an extraordinary uh, time bring your team you're going to feel uh, inspired refreshed and renewed and early bird uh, ticket prices are closing soon so go get your leader pass right now and take your team to the next level on October 8th.